Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the ninth episode of the Overdrinks podcast. Today, I'm joined by Trevor Polly. Hello, hello. And Ryan Polly. Hey. And we're going to have a chat over drinks. Let's get back here and let's go to Trev first. Trev, what beer did you bring for us today? I bought a whole growler full of uh, Marzoni's Brewing Company uh, Highway 22 Wheat. Nice. Um, yeah, I ha- they uh, do a special on Mondays, fill it up for uh, Ooh, special seven, on Mondays. seven bucks. So um, it's an okay beer. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's just okay. But oh, okay. Uh, you can't beat a growler of craft beer for seven bucks. So That's cheers fair. to that. Rye, what did you uh, bring for us this weekend? I literally have no idea. Weekend? Weekday. Whatever day it is. Yeah, I literally have no idea. I've never seen this bottle in my entire life. Okay. It is a Sweetwater Brewing Company Take Two Pills. Okay. Are, are they telling okay. you to do drugs? Ugh, maybe. Wow. I think it's Pills, P-I-L-S, like I believe Pilsner. Okay. I'm assuming. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I literally have never heard of this before in my entire life. I've never even heard of Sweetwater Brewing Company. They're out of Atlanta, so I probably should have heard of them. Yeah, well, some fan you are. Um, yeah, okay, because I support beer. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's a bunch of text on here about. I'm trying to look for anything really like that's going to give me what it tastes like or what I'm supposed to expect, but I'm not getting anything. So, okay, here comes the first sip here. Yep. So, dun, 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 dun. love all that text. It's not bad. It's I think okay. This beats my first beer I had or my other beer I had two shows ago. No, it's pretty good. I'll, I think I'll enjoy this. All right, all right. Tim, what do you got? I uh. I have a Susquehanna Brewing Company Oktoberfest beer. Mm. Uh, it's not not exactly October anymore, so I I don't know how old this is. <laughs> uh, it was in a sampler pack, so I think they were just trying to offload uh, some old beers. Sure. It's actually pretty good. I've had it before. Uh, we had two twelves the sampler packs because that just how they were sold. I had three of them already. Not before the go. show, but <laughs> we keep it somewhat up. professional. He's trying to save face, everybody. Don't yeah. believe him. <laughs> that's the that's the second SBC beer I think we've had on here because I had one on a couple weeks back. Yeah, they were actually really good. I, do. I don't know where they're based, seeing as a lot of the Susquehanna River cities like to claim that they're Susquehanna River You know, it starts with companies. P. It, it's, it's P. Something oh, the town? P. Yeah, I think Pottstown, Pittston, something like that. Oh, Pittston sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> Even if but it's not them, that's who I'm going to say it is. It is Pittston. Good call, Trev. Yeah, it's not too far from me, so oh, should cool. make a trip there sometime. Yeah, you should. We all should, because we all love beers. I think he said we. Yeah, I think he said we too. <laughs> we'll look for our invites in the mail, along with other <laughs> trips. But uh, let's let's move on to let's move on to football. Uh, we had two big games this weekend. Uh, Game that I think Trev was fairly excited about. Uh, Denver 20, New England 18. Trev, we're going to go to you first and get your thoughts on the games. Uh, how much did you love what happened? <laughs> uh, it was just like the rest of the entire season. It was crazy. And mm-hmm. uh, wanted to give me a heart attack by the end of it. I mean, sure. uh, as, as solid as that defense played, you know, the, Tom and... Gronk, as soon as T.J. Ward went out with a, with an injury, Gronk started to do his thing a little bit, and yeah. uh, it <laughs> they came back and worked a two-point conversion away. Um, or if, 
if uh, what's his name, Goskowski would have made his extra point in the first quarter, uh, he would have been an extra point away from tying it up late yeah. in the fourth quarter. But um, it was it was insane. Uh, might have uh, might have been a different game then. Yeah, it was. It was total madness from start to finish. That defense was on fire. <clears throat> I think Brady got hit something like twenty three times. Yeah. Um, Von Miller was a freak all over the football field. Mm-hmm. It was it was everything I could have asked for out of a defense. Um, very yeah. pleased. Very pleased. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Quick thoughts on um, the game? No, nah, I mean I, I pretty much agree with everything that he said. I I knew going into the game that they had a lot going for him. Um, since uh, was since how the first game played out, I know they beat him the first time around during the regular season and they were playing at home again and it was the AFC championship. Mm-hmm. So I never really expected them to lose. Um, did I have a bad feeling at one point before the game? Yeah, I thought maybe you know, they were going to come out and since they had all their weapons ready to go, I thought maybe they were going to come out and throw the ball a bunch, which they obviously did. But that defense just played out of this world. And like he said, they had he was hurried like 23 times and he had got sacked four times and yeah, Vaughn Miller probably had the game of his career, you know, two and a half sacks, and he had an interception. Um, one thing that really stuck out to me was that the New England Patriots' leading rusher was Tom Brady. <laughs> That's terrible. That is god-awful. Yeah. Steven Jackson had four carries for eight yards and he had a touchdown, but Tom Brady, 27 of 56. He had to throw the ball 56 times. He did not get a lot of time as he threw that um, ball. He had and that's fifty six times where uh, Edelman and Amendola were going back and forth, kind of like dogging it a little bit, and then Gronk yeah started struggling. You know, he was on the over on the sideline sucking wind. He was putting a mm-hmm. oxygen thing over his face and getting stretched out and this and that. And he just looked he looked beat up and. Uh, yeah, I just think that their, the way the defense played, that they definitely didn't deserve to lose that. I think it became a little closer at the end because uh, the Broncos never really got the running game going, so it really hurt them because they couldn't necessarily burn the clock. Yeah. Um, but no, other than that, it was great to watch because freaking uh, who doesn't like seeing New England lose? Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm like I said, I'm I'm pretty happy because I picked them to win and I knew they were going to win and. Uh, they pl- they showed it too. They they showed that that the first time around wasn't a fluke, and that them not having any of their weapons wasn't just uh, an excuse. And that now that they had them all back, that it was for real this time. So it was uh, pretty good to watch. And uh, as a neutral spectator, it was especially fun to watch. So I think you uh, bring up an interesting point in there, Rye. Uh, Tom Brady throwing the ball fifty six times. Uh, what was apparent throughout the entire day is that Tom Brady had no time to throw. Uh, yeah. Denver gave him literally no space the entire game. And it was it was incredible to watch because I don't remember watching a game with Tom Brady where he doesn't have five, six seconds to throw the ball and just pick out what receivers he wants. Uh, I think that's arguably part of what makes him so good is that he just has so much time to do what he wants. And this game showed that when put under this... I mean, this was abnormal pressure anyway, but when put under this kind of pressure, he didn't have the players around him maybe to help make the plays. I mean, not to take anything away from players like Edelman and Gronkowski. Gronk, Gronk had a massive game. Um, but I I don't see a lot of other stars on that offense. Maybe 
not a big name receiver to go out there and you know rise up and pull defenders off of Gronk and Edelman. Um, he had a bad game, one touchdown, two interceptions. Jackson, as you said, had a rough game with four carries for eight yards. And Probably the only pitch that I wanted to see win, but <laughs> I mean, four carries though. You gotta expect. I mean, they're down. They were down not that. In their poorly. defense, they lost. Um, what's his name Deion to Lewis. Uh, what's that? Dion Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. So that hurt them, but I mean, it got to the point where they're not down by much, and they're still throwing the ball every play. And then Denver's defensive scheme was man up to him at the line of scrimmage yeah. uh, for corners on the receivers. Don't give them any room because they're going to run little slants and five-yard in and all that stuff and just let the pass rush do the rest. And obviously it did. I think Tom Brady was rushed like – or was hurried like 14 times in the first in the first half. Yeah. Like, Ridiculous I don't think he's numbers, ever seen but... that. I have a – you can continue to talk. I have a statistic Good. about Tom Brady that well, I want to bring up I'll here. pull up a quick stat here. Uh, New England, if we take Tom Brady's rushes out of the game, uh, he had three carries, so it says – but they had then a total of 14 carries on the entire day to comparatively Denver's 30. And I mean, Denver threw the ball a lot. So <laughs> it's not like they had, you know, they had a pretty equal day running and passing the ball. Um, but I don't know. I just don't agree with some of the play calls that New England made. I, I just thought they would have, and then they only lost by two points. They had a last minute comeback. They could have, they could have came back, tied the game and gone overtime, but they just looked bad throughout the day. I, yeah. I don't know what, to put it on exactly, but maybe it comes down to play calling. Uh, and Brady can't do it all himself, but I don't know. It was good to see them lose, and I'm, um, I'm certainly happy to, to see uh, Peyton yeah. go through. Especially all the people that I know that are talking about how Tom Brady is, you know, he's got this many rings and he's this uh, this much better than Peyton and all this stuff. and all yeah, that jazz, a wild but... comparison to make in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it's I, after after the game, I, I mean, I saw a whole lot on social media making fun of Brady, and I mean, I know people don't like Tom Brady, but the dude still has like what four Super Bowls. Yeah. It's not yeah. he's not a bad quarterback. <laughs> he's one he's of the one. greatest ever. Yeah, as is Peyton. So I mean, people want to talk crap online and just you know seem like they're involved, but I, I didn't see anything <laughs> from Trev posted about. You know, Brady not this or whatever. Year. You know, I have done it in the past, and uh, yeah, not even. I mean, not even I like. I don't know. There's some people, and I mean, you know who you are if you do it. No. But it's just. Uh, I think it's uncalled for. Yeah. He's a great quarterback. They lost by two, and Manning is a great quarterback too. They're all great players. I just yeah. you know whatever. what it comes down to is people compare the Super Bowl wins. <laughs> yeah, that, and I mean to even win one Super Bowl alone, like that puts you in like not a small company, but like. Yeah, there's people who who are in the Hall of Fame who haven't won Super Bowls. Dan Marino, <laughs> so it's like there's quarterbacks ever didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, so it's uh it's a bit crazy to make that comparison. But that stat I wanted to throw around was uh, Tom Brady completed less than fifty percent of his passes and threw two interceptions in a game for the first time in his entire career. Yeah, regular and postseason. I think that it was. I mean, it was that shows it. That was the worst game mm-hmm. that he's ever he's ever played. Yeah, um, it seems. I mean, to me, it seems like, and obviously, I loved every second of it. But mm-hmm. it was. I, I was trying to pick out players on the defense, and obviously, Von Miller sticks out because he was <clears throat> involved in everything. Um, with two and a half sacks, it seemed like he was in the backfield every play. Uh, he had an interception that could have been a pick six. Um, and it, but like you look at Demarcus Ware, you look at 
uh, Derek Wolf. You look at Chris Harris Jr., TJ Ward, you know, all of them were making big plays. Yeah. And that was like so, I mean, the whole collective effort was amazing because all you heard all week was how the difference that freaking Julian Edelman is going to make and Amendola is going to make and all this stuff. And and it kind of made me mad. Like, Edelman's a good player, and I, Mm -hmm. I think that Tom and him complement each other very well. But... Amendola hasn't proven one single thing to me besides he's a cheap shot from yeah. the Kansas City game. All that guy does is get hurt. I haven't seen him really make like yeah. that many great plays. No. And for and some reason he's been put in this class of receiver that Julian Edelman's in with these, you know, can make guys miss when he gets the ball in open field. But I haven't seen any of that. No. So And I here's would, some of the here's some of the stuff I'm looking at the stat line for the Patriots receivers. You see Gronk had eight receptions, 144 yards, and a touchdown. That's because he's more vertical. Yeah. His routes are normally like a stick and run or stick and rub or whatever those are called. And then you see all these other guys, and, I, and I've told Trev, and you've told me, and we've talked about it and everything. Julian Edelman, seven receptions for 53 yards. Yep. That's because all of his are this way. Yep. They're east-west. They're going across the field. They're not going deep. They're not going long. No. They're five yards. Yeah. His yards after catch were probably – most of those receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Amendola too. Mm-hmm. You know, they they all really run the same routes. They're really short uh, under routes, and then you you know, obviously you see routes like Gronk running where you go up and get the ball, and that obviously is why that stat line is the way it is. But yeah. um, I think that's something that hurts them. And also another notable is that uh, uh, what's his name, Brandon LaFell, didn't even have a target. I didn't yeah. even know he was playing, to be honest with you. Because, so, yeah. I mean, he was irrelevant. So, Tim, I think you are right to the point where it comes down to does he have the right personnel? Yeah, and I think – I don't want to take anything away from Denver. I think Denver's defense oh, yeah, commanded oh, yeah. the game. Saying Brady's a good quarterback, I think they shut down Brady. Um, I don't think – I guess the stats show that Brady did have a bad game, but I'm, I'm trying to say is I don't think he necessarily did terrible, but Denver did so well. And they just shut down every receiver. He couldn't throw the ball anywhere. The defense rushed him. They gave him no time. Um, they just absolutely commanded yeah. <laughs> that side of the line, and they just let nothing up. I will. And I, give, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tim. Go ahead. No, that's I'll fine. Go, finish. No, you you go ahead. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna ramble just, about it. <laughs> I was just. I mean, I will give Tom credit because for him to still throw for 310 yards yeah. in a game that seemed for. It, to be impossible for him to complete a five-yard pass. Yeah. Um, it was impressive because they fought back and even against that Denver defense. But um, I love, like, even when Tom was – when he got time and he would scramble outside the pocket a little bit, I remember one specifically where he, like, kind of jumped and did this awkward, yeah. like, dance yeah. move. Um, he had nowhere to go with it. Exactly. There was coverage everywhere. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't really know where to throw. Even the catches that Gronk made, they were all just like double coverage, like men, yeah. men jumping all over him. And he still made the catches because, I mean, he's a good player. So, yeah. I mean, they, the coverage was just as good as the pass rush all game, and it was the perfect time to do it. I do yeah. think it comes down to, like I said before, that somebody, there needs to be somebody else. Brandon LaFell never really came into his own. No. He had that one year, I think his rookie year, he was decent. And he still had a lot of drop balls, and then he started off this season hurt. And then, I mean, you got you look at the receiving the people who had receptions in this game, and uh, 
New England had five different receivers. One of them was uh, running back, and Denver had eight. And two of them were running backs, but then you got, like, Norwood and Caldwell and Latimer with, like, one one catch, one catch, two catches. But that's, like, the cushion. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy I say that because then you look and you got Demarius Thomas who only had two catches for yeah. 12 yards. Yeah. So it's like it they have that, but it's almost – it's going to be – for New England it was either going to be out of the backfield, Gronk, Amendola, or Edelman. It was like uh, one yeah. of those – it was mm-hmm. going to be one of them. It wasn't going to be anybody else. Yeah. I think uh, they so really it, do um, lack a number one receiver. And I don't know yeah. – I think there's one receiver I can name right now that I don't think would mind going to the Patriots. Um, Who's that? Maybe to, to help him himself win himself a ring, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, just to uh, to wrap up here. Well, yeah, I want to I want to talk a little bit before we do. Cause... <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah. Let's let's finish this game up. Um, I, I, there's some more things I want to talk about in this game. Yeah, let's finish but... this game up with a couple Trev comments yeah. real quick before Trev goes. Yeah, we mentioned T.J. Ward injury. He's going to be okay to go for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So expect him to be all over Greg Olson. Yeah, yeah. same with Darian Stewart. Darian Stewart was the uh, the other starting safety for <coughs> the Broncos. He got hurt. So both safeties went down against New England. That's, like I said, when Gronk's really started to, like, uh, catch a lot more. And um, But they're both good. They're both supposed to play and be ready for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, which is clutch because T.J. Ward, um, he was the difference between Gronk being 36 yards <laughs> on, like, Four catches or eight catches for yeah. a buck forty-four. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, anyway, finish us off here with this couple of uh, maybe boast about your team here a little bit. Maybe I, add some banter. It, it's not boast. I just want to throw it out there that um, this whole Peyton and Tom thing, and it, it will always be Peyton versus Brady or Manning versus Brady, and all this stuff. <laughs> in the media. Excuse me. But Peyton yeah. came out and after being super conservative against the Steelers, he comes mm-hmm. out in the early part of this game and threw two awesome... Well, the, the first touchdown pass was pretty simple, but the second touchdown pass to Owen Daniels was on the yeah. freaking money. That was a beautiful throw in the corner of the end zone. He, he did overthrow uh, on two occasions for touchdowns, Emmanuel Sanders and then one to Jordan Norwood that were almost identical plays. Um, but I just want to like give him credit because he came out and in the face of everything that all the shit he's gotten all season long uh got his team to the super bowl on riding riding the defensive <laughs> the defensive back <laughs> which to is different that, you know yeah. like for Peyton. To add to that real quick before we move on here and then you finish us up uh i think also their offensive scheme their offensive plan was also they didn't get away from the running game regardless of the you know the first down runs for one or two yards they never got away from it and at the end of the at the end of the day that's what really broke it open whenever you know you pop out a couple 15 20 yard runs and then that would open the passing game and vice versa Mm -hmm. so they they had a good scheme and they stuck to it and they kept running the ball regardless so i think that also was a pretty big factor and i like you said he he came out throwing which is pretty nice they a couple times he actually had a bunch of players beat but he actually believe it or not the patriots players actually made a bunch of good plays yeah their corners so that the corners were really the only ones on the patriots defense that were playing and then jamie collins yeah, or Jalen or whatever his name is, who had three sacks. Um, really good defensive plays by the corners, and I think those were the reason why Demarius didn't have more catches and Emmanuel Sanders. And I think it, I think it was either him or DT when the I think it was the Broncos stopped him on one of the one of their fourth down stops in the fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. it was like second down they took a shot. Yeah, and it was like literally just like a fingertip that broke it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So props to those guys, even though that their season's over. But I think that they, uh, if they get the right cast there on offense, they'll have a they'll be in for a nice little season next year, I'm sure. There is something I want to bring up real quickly before we leave, and maybe it's just because this is one of the first games I watched the entirety of uh, during the <laughs> season. I mean, I've I flipped through. I watched a lot of Red Zone, so I mean, I was watching a bunch of different games, and I didn't get to see you know a lot of moments after the plays and things like that because. I don't get Fox or CBS, it's just Red Zone. Um, I saw a whole bunch of whining after oh. plays with no flags. I mean, I think, was it Rye that you texted me and said it looked like soccer out there with arms going up? I tweeted. You tweeted it. And I've, I've never seen it. And maybe it's just I don't watch games traditionally and, I, you know, the whole series. But it seemed like I, one scene sticks out in my head and it's Gronk in the end zone. Yeah. Yelling, yelling for a call, screaming at the. Re- I thought he was going to be thrown out, screaming in the ref's face, some profanities, I believe, <laughs> about not getting a pass interference call. And it's like, dude, you're six seven. Like, if you're pass interfered with, we're probably all going to see it, yeah. and like the entire stadiums, or at least your fans, are going to be up in arms about it. Mm-hmm. Just play the game, and yeah, I know, it's, I know it's a times, big game that like, he, especially with uh, Amendola and Edelman. Yeah, they. Uh, Every time, even even Tom, there was one play he got through the ball. He got he got he got hit a little late, but not like he didn't get hit. He got shoved, yeah, he got yeah. shoved. and he flailed to the ground. He gets and as soon as he hits the dirt, he's like laying on his back and he's looking completely backwards at the ref. Yeah, I'm just like, listen, man, it's the NFL. Yeah, I this don't isn't, know. This isn't high school football. We're in the playoffs. Suck it up. Get back to the play. If there's a call, there's going to be a call. There's how many refs watching you? You know. I, I don't yeah. think they're going to get screwed over. At Ed this, Hockey at this Lee point. was in charge of watching Tom Brady safety that game, so yeah. <laughs> I think he saw as much as he could. But yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of heavy shots by the Broncos. A lot of uh, a lot of arm pulls for for a flag. Yeah, yeah they the the Broncos they, they really were hitting players, yeah. and uh, yeah. a couple of a uh, couple of flags were given, which some were understandable. I think most of them actually kind of were the one uh, near the end zone, and the one on I believe it was Edelman in the middle of the field. Yeah. But other than that, there was a couple where guys were getting knocked around. They were that was probably um that was probably the most bagged up the Patriots have probably ever been mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah, I'd say so. That was the hardest any of them had <laughs> had been hit after that game. I mean, yeah, especially for Tom. Sure. especially Tom. Yeah. Probably the hardest Brady's ever been hit over a course of a game in his career. And the most, yeah, the most. <laughs> That's probably the best defense Tom Brady's ever played. Yeah. One more but, quick uh, thing, and then we'll move on. I promise. That okay. run, that run by Peyton, though. Oh my yeah, God. Oh my, that was the funny. I think that was the funniest thing I've ever seen this year. Seriously, in though, I haven't seen him look that fast in a very long time. Like no, he man. actually pulled away from a defensive lineman for once, and it was really weird. But dude, he was just trying to go to that Papa John's and get his pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to prove Tom Brady wrong. He's like, Tom Brady scrambles for eleven shit. I can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> so he's doing it too. Let's go to a, a game where one of the quarterbacks does run a lot. Uh, Carolina, Arizona. And that quarterback uh, particularly makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Carolina 49, Arizona 15. Uh, I, I think I speak for all of us oh when God. we say we watched half of this game, and I'm pretty sure the Cardinals did too. Not <laughs> Because it was... I know Carson Palmer spent a lot of time watching it. Oh, man. He's a lot of time watching his ball go in the hands of other players. Jesus and Christ. it was just an absolute dump fest. I hated it. And I don't know. I... I watched a half of it, of the Cardinals just deflate, and I don't know what happened. They looked so good in the regular season. They looked, I mean, really good in the playoffs the past few weeks, and Carolina just 
stomped them. Carolina looked like they did, you know, weeks seven, eight of the season um, before leading up to, like, you know, weeks 12 or 13 or whatever it was. But Particularly week 16, if you will. Yeah, exactly. This, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. They looked really, really good. Ry, let's go to you first because I know you, <laughs> you're a Panthers lover. So, uh. no, I, I still – here we are. What week is this? <laughs> Statistically speaking, it's this the super, week. It's the Super Bowl week now, right? Well, week number-wise. What oh, is this okay. week? Uh, 20? Yeah, something yeah, like this that. Is like, yeah, 20, like this past 21. week was week 20? Mm-hmm. It's week 20, and here I am still sitting trying to understand how the Carolina Panthers offense is still as good as they are. Well, right, they're just winners, you know? Cam Newton, superstar. Possible, possible, I'm literally going to blow chunks. Possible MVP. Mm-hmm. Probably. probably is the MVP. Yeah, probable MVP. Um, but, I mean, you look at it, their receivers, Corey Brown. Yeah. Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> Ted Ginn Jr. had more catches in one game than he did in four seasons. The fact that Ted Ginn Jr. is still playing just blows my mind. I thought he was going to be out of the league in one year. He's been in the league forever. I know. But he's been bouncing around. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I know how I know I understand I understand the defense. I know their defense is very good. Uh seven forced turnovers. Yeah. I don't know. Four of them were interceptions and then three of them were fumble recoveries, so it's unbelievable. Their defense is crazy. They had a defensive touchdown, Luke Keekley. Second week in but, a row. Yeah. So I look at it like, you know, <clears throat> Jonathan Stewart, he's good. He's he's vintage. He's an old. He's a classic guy. Good running back. And then I just look at it. I'm like, I remember saying at the draft, at fantasy drafts, the, during the summer, I was like, Hey, guess what? Uh, Calvin Benjamin hurt. Not playing for the not playing for the Panthers. They're gonna suck this year. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And then talk about sucking, and you go down here and you look at Arizona stats. Oh, terrible! Carson Palmer played the same exact game, played even worse than he did against Green Bay. Uh, four interceptions, one touchdown. David John, and then this is where I was gonna. This is where I think their problem was. David Johnson had sixty yards rushing on fifteen carries and a touchdown, but at the same time he was also their leading receiver. Mm-hmm. And then you look at their receivers; they have like John Brown, Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd, and none of them were existent. I have a I have a fun stat for you guys. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna. I, I have one too as okay. well, but I was gonna say briefly, and you can go that you got these these receivers, and then the, I know Josh Norman is covering Michael Floyd because Michael Floyd isn't a slot player. Yeah, but so that leads me to my next point. Like, where's everybody else? Yeah, it's the biggest yeah. game of probably. I actually, it's the biggest game of Carson Palmer's career thus far. It will yeah. be. So, it will be his biggest game of his career, yeah. and he blew it. Carson Palmer uh, threw the ball forty times, twenty three completions. <clears throat> 235 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald also had one throw in the game. I was going to say the same exact stat you were. If you go by ESPN's (laughs) QBR, um, if you're familiar with the metric, it's kind of like the quarterback rating. Uh, I think it's what, out of 100? Yes. Or something like that? Well, Carson Palmer's was five. Five, just five. Larry Fitzgerald's was 1.1. 1. 1. He, he was close. He was so close to Palmer, and he threw the ball once and had a didn't have a completion. Didn't have a completion. Just threw it once. It, I mean, that's basically Palmer saying like you lost the game. Palmer should be negative if you could go negative. I, I don't know how I, you have four interceptions and are considered a quarterback in the NFL. I feel, I feel bad 
for the you know, for like most of Arizona's players because I like Same. a lot of their players and I like the team. Yeah. And I particularly like Carson Palmer because he's you know he's not like a he's not like Cam Newton. Yeah. So and it it really did suck to see them play so poorly and just really roll over. I mean, what what was the score at the end of the first quarter? Like seventeen nothing. Yeah. That's not seventeen impossible. But then you got Patrick Peterson intercepts Cam Newton on like his own ten, mm-hmm. and he runs it back for seventy two yards in the next play. Carson Palmer throws an interception. I don't. It, I, you wonder it make sense. if the pressure just got to him because it's just such a poor performance that you can't just say he had a bad game. It's it it's just not physical. It's definitely mental, and I don't know. I, I feel bad for guys like Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, and I know we'll talk about that a little bit, but yeah, I, I like I said, I feel bad for most of all of the guys on their team because they're all a bunch of good guys, and no. Not that I know them personally because I'm good buddies with them, but like they're they're a good team. They have a nice they have a good coaching staff. I like Bruce Arians. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, Carson Palmer had the weight of the world on his shoulders and he just crumbled. I thought that he was very I thought he was really under pressure against or he played like he was under pressure against uh Green Bay and then this one just Yeah. Was like a freshman playing in the I can't even say that. I can't even say like a freshman playing in the national championship yeah. because we've even seen do them do better. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know how to compare it. I mean, he's 36 years old, yeah. and it's his second playoff game or whatever, or his third or whatever it is. Yeah. And that, that speaks to me. That speaks to me in terms of uh, the future of Carson Palmer, especially with the injuries he's had in the past and yeah. how old he is. I think that this was it. <laughs> yeah, this it was his was. chance, and uh, he came out and threw four picks. Yeah. Um, it was I, – I, did, I watched very little of this game for a number of reasons, but um, it was, I mean, 17 nothing instantly, it seemed like. I turned my back, and it was 17 nothing almost. It's terrible. Um, it was like, <laughs> it, Carolina's gotten off to two hot starts the last two playoff games, and they let the <laughs> they let the one against Seattle get close towards the end of the game, but um, yeah. they weren't, they weren't going to let this happen. <laughs> so no. it was... Yeah, it, and Cam, I saw, you know, he's flipping into the end zone again and everything. And I, I Ryan, as much as you, as much as you don't want to admit, and as much as you know, you might hate. To, like he has been, I he was the MVP. He was the MVP this season. He's played. Yeah. If he plays for any out. other team in the entire league, I'll give him his credit. But I, <laughs> and I, I know it. But you just won't ever hear me say the words. I feel it. I've, I've <laughs> so. been there. But he, I mean, he's played unreal and. It, I heard a crazy stat about, and I'm, I don't know it, so I'm, I'm not going to even try and quote it, but it's his numbers against blitzing this season. And he has been significantly better against the blitz. And you just pretty much can't do it now. Or he's going to throw at least a first down on you. Yeah. Um, then if you don't have somebody spying him either, because he's going to scramble for 20. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it, it's, there's so many options for him, and uh, it's it's crazy. I, this team, they've surprised me too a little bit. I mean, I thought when they were like, you know, 8-0, 9-0, 10-0, it's like you look at them and you're like, well, okay, how good are they? Um, yeah. Here they are, 17-1, and one one away from a Super Bowl. and 15-1. That, what? That, that, That's regular season. Yep. No, 17-1. and one. 
Mm-hmm. I right. said fifteen and one by accident. Yeah, oh, I forgot yeah. there was playoffs. Yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot you were taking into consideration Sorry, playoffs. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, that was a an absolute bloodbath for that team. I, I feel I feel for guys like Fitzgerald and uh, you know Stewart and I mean I like Patrick Peterson, but I don't. Know. I personally, I personally think. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but if That's you fine. put. If you put Arizona, I say even at home, I still think that that's probably a different game than it is. Yeah, Or maybe. you put them against, like, I'm not saying they would have won. No. But even, like, if they played, like, Seattle or anybody else, I still think that they probably would have Maybe not won. as big of a blowout. But, geez, I mean, even their defense, like. Yeah. They have, they have, they have all pros. I mean, they have, pro, they have all pros in their team. They're not, they're not a pushover or anything. Yeah. Like, you know, you got Patrick Peterson and. I mean, even Patrick Peterson is getting torched by, like, Corey Brown. Yeah. Like, Patrick Peterson. <laughs> yeah. Come on, buddy. How much are you making? Yeah. Yeah. And I know that uh, the Honey Badgers hurt, and that was a big blow to them. But yeah. it's not like Deion Buchanan's ever played football before. He's <laughs> yeah. not a bad replacement. So yeah. it it really, I mean, it, we go every week or every two weeks or every, now it's every week for us. We talk more and more about Carolina and I mean, realistically speaking, and obviously realistically speaking, but they lost to Atlanta. And I'm not saying that in the sense that I'm a fan of Atlanta. I'm saying that in the sense that... What? It was yeah. a weird game to lose to. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you look at, like... If you're really talking, you look at it on paper, mm-hmm. you got, like, the number one scoring offense and the number one, like, yard offense against, like, the 27th-ranked defense. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean... And they got, like, the number one defense against, like, the number three offense. Like, yeah. I... It would, to me, that was a little mind-boggling. I think that any given day, like, yeah, I think you can do it and beat them, obviously, because Atlanta did. But And, Ryan, you, you bring up a good point there because it wasn't a game that challenged them. I mean, no offense to Atlanta. But it wasn't, a, a, you know, a marquee matchup for them. It was a rivalry game, but – and maybe that's what got to them. I've, I've said it before in the podcast that maybe it was a mental deal with them losing that game. And it hasn't really shown in the playoffs yet, but maybe when Cam, maybe it's not when Cam gets the Super Bowl because I don't think Cam's going to screw up. I think that he he has a big enough ego that he's going to be fine. It's not going to bother him, but I think it's going to bother some of that defense. Um, and I think Peyton can make him pay after that performance we saw from him this weekend. That he is back. He knows what he can and can't do, uh, and he makes smart throws. And I think we didn't see that from Peyton so much maybe two years ago, Trev. That he was still trying to, I don't know, maybe overextend himself, and now he—I don't want to say he's limited himself, but he—he he makes the—he makes the—he's conservative. That's a good good way to put it. And he makes the smart throws, and I think that could definitely torch this Carolina uh, defense. But let's get into also, that a little bit. Let's get into the preview a little bit. Yeah, then. saying saying that, yeah, moving on to the the preview. You got you look at the likes of Cam Newton against uh, the Broncos' pass rush. You yeah. look at the uh, the cornerbacks for Denver going up against the receivers and obviously TJ Ward and Greg Olson. Then you look at the other side, you got, uh, I'm assuming, because I don't think, Trev, you can tell me, obviously, but I'm, I'm sure I think I'm right. DT doesn't frequently line up in the slot. No, he's he's a flanker. Like So he'll be with Josh Norman all game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Emmanuel Sanders, who will probably take Cortland Finnegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, he lines up a lot, a lot more often in the slot. It's not always in the slot, but uh, definitely more often than DT. Um, Norwood will be in the slot 100% of the time. He's, he usually uh, never flanks. 
Um, and then you got you guys like Latimer and um, Benny Fowler who kind of alternate in that fourth fourth receiver spot. I'll tell you, I'll we can all for just for a little time for some discussion here. We can mention one thing that we think is gonna one player who's gonna stand out that needs to stand out for their for said team to win. And I'm gonna start it off by I'm gonna say that Demarius Thomas needs to have the game of his career. I think that he's a good enough player to beat Josh Norman. And obviously I'm going to be a little biased, but when watching two matchups between Atlanta and Carolina the second time around, Mm -hmm. Julio crushed Josh Norman. Yeah. Uh, Muscle-wise, speed-wise, even tackling. He was struggling to tackle him. So I think that for them to be successful on offense, I think that he needs to be more of a reliable target for Peyton in the sense of deep balls for uh, sideline plays and things like that because you can't really rely on – you can rely on Emmanuel Sanders, but then you look at the likings of like Caldwell and yeah. Latimer, and you can't really rely on them. Um, so I think for me, I think one of the – Biggest, my, the key player for the Broncos is going to be Demarius Thomas. So All right, that's my, I'll take that. That's my choice for now. Tri- tri- for that. Well, I'll, I'll go, you go last. I'll go first or second. Um, I'm going to go with um, Aqib Tlaib. Okay. Uh, I haven't particularly liked Aqib Tlaib for a long time in this league. I think he's a little bit cocky, makes some uh, poor decisions on defense. Did he have a suspension earlier this year, Trev? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> do I remember? Was it multiple suspensions? Did he just have one. a suspension? Just one? A couple just of Broncos players did have suspensions. Yeah. But, but he, I, I think he, he can get a bit of a hothead, and it might be because he is so good and he can kind of shut down certain defenders. I think that if he is able to control uh, at least some of <clears throat> Newton's targets – he can shut down that offense a little bit and maybe force him to run or make throws that he doesn't want to into you know forced coverage and I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think overall it's going to come down <laughs> to defense in the game uh, from Denver's <coughs> side because Carolina is such a high powered offense. But yeah. I really think those corners are going to are going to decide that game for him because I, I don't know if the safeties are back yet. Are they? They will be. Yeah. Yeah. They we talked TJ Ward and okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I think he needs to step up and not go into a meltdown if things start to go wrong and maybe lets up a touchdown or two. And I, I think they need to keep their heads in the secondary. So I'll say a cue to lead, but I think the entire secondary really needs to uh, step up. To add to that real quick before Trev goes, I you mentioned all, all the corners in general. Mm-hmm. I believe that they actually uh, have a favorable matchup mm-hmm. in terms of like size. I agree. Um, you look at the receivers. You look at Ginn and Brown. Yeah, they're not like big guys. No, not at all. Um, and I, I don't know how big Akeem is, but I know he's he's not he's not small. I mean, he's no. he's taller than Chris Harris. Yeah, uh, he's taller than I believe I T.J. Ward as well. On his profile here, it says he's six one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty good it's matchup pretty against the likes of yeah. Corey Brown, especially with the likes of people who like to go deep. Uh-huh. Uh, Corey Brown and Ted Ginn go spend. They go vertical. Yeah. Um, so I think they do have a favorable matchup, so that is a good uh, choice. Um, Trev, if you want, you can pick. No, a guy. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick key key players. I think that 
Uh, two we should do, since you guys kind of did a key player for the Broncos, I'll do a, a Bronco, and then you guys can do Panthers. Oh, okay. Um, because I do, like like you kind of mentioned, I do like both matchups on the outside on offense and defense for the Broncos. I think that the Broncos, and this might be, uh, I'm not sure if this is a biased opinion. It very well could be. Um, but I think that the Broncos match up better in their secondary against the Panthers receivers. And I think mm-hmm. that the Broncos receivers match up better <coughs> against the Carolina secondary. Um, yeah. I would take both, <laughs> both perimeters for the Broncos in that situation. But um, in picking a key player for the Broncos, how can I not go the sheriff, man? It's got to be Peyton. <laughs> it's got to be Peyton. It's, it's his chance. Um, you know, as long as he does what he has been for the last two weeks and just play it conservative, you know, take one or two shots down the field every every couple possessions, just yeah, do what he has been. And him and Kubiak have been flowing in their offense a little better than what they did um, when he was struggling earlier in the year. Um, yeah. Peyton, I think, finally bought into the fact that he has to run the football now. Um, and he can't just step back in the shotgun and throw it 50 times. Yeah. So I'm going, I'm going Peyton and what could be the last, the last dance for him. And Trev, am I right in saying that it, he could be, I don't know if we mentioned this last week or not, uh, the first quarterback to win the Super Bowl with two different teams? Um, I think I heard that statistic thrown around this week and I don't know how true it was. That's a really good question. It's a simple question that um, I'm not sure. I can't pick one off the top of my head. It's definitely not Byron Leftwich. Uh, <laughs> probably not Cordell Stewart. <laughs> Maybe. <That's... laughs> Just to pick some off. But um, but you're throwing around a stat like that. Yeah. Before we move on to the Panthers players, I saw a stat that said the Broncos have won more Super Bowls with the Colts draft picks than the Colts did. That's ridiculous. Or like with more – Colts quarterbacks than the Colts did <laughs> or something ridiculous. That's pretty um, good. And real quick to add on Tim for your matchup you mentioned real quick. Yeah. Looking at the roster here for the uh, Panthers, their tallest receiver is Funches who's 6'4", and I don't even know if he's playing. I thought maybe he might have been hurt. Okay. Um, Cotchery is 6'1". Yeah. Well, yeah. So they're not really they're not really stretching the charts at all. They do, of course, you got uh, Greg Olson who I believe is like – Probably like, I think he's a monster. Six four, six yeah. five. He's he's a big boy. So that is going to be a matchup to watch. I like Trev said. I don't think it is a biased opinion. I think that they do have the advantage on the corner side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just going to come down to how they're going to be able to contain Newton in the pocket. So so right um, right. Let's give us a, a player from the Panthers then. Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I was kidding. Um. I think. And this is going to – no, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go because I know somebody else is going to go with it. I'm going to go with Jonathan Stewart. All right. Um, they – I think I saw this past week or maybe it was two weeks ago uh, that the Panthers are literally the most balanced offensive team in the league. They they have like 50-50 on uh, pass plays and run plays. Um, so I think – for them to be successful, to be able to open up that pass game with the liking, because especially with the players they have to go against, I think they're going to have to get the ball moving with him. Um, this is just really that running back core in general with like uh, Artis Payne and uh, local, by the way, he's a local guy. of Harrisburg. Nice. I believe it's Harrisburg. Nice. 
and then um, what's his name? The other guy. I always forget his name. He was replacing Jonathan Stewart. Tolbert as well. Oh. He's not, but that's not who I'm thinking of. I really I can't know. think of his name. Jerome Bettis. No, I don't believe it's Jerome Bettis. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's Artist Payne. Fozzie Whitaker. Yes, that's it. Because I, it's so random. Fozzie Bear. Like, yeah. Um, so for them to really get things going and open up the passing game for Cam, I think that he and that core need to move the ball mm-hmm. against a pretty good run defense. So I think they have their work cut out for them. So um, we'll see. It's definitely going to be a good matchup, but that's I think what the Panthers are going to have to do to try to keep the uh, keep the ball moving. Yeah, <clears throat> I am a. I'm going to take Luke. I can't say his name. Keekly. 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 He had an outstanding game uh, last Sunday. Um, I think he's had a pretty good season as well. I don't know all his stats. Um, when I say pretty good, I think he's had a very good season as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I think if he kind of loses control of some of his guys, he's pretty much running that, that defense back there. Yeah. Um, I think that that defense performs very well. They'll, they'll definitely give the, the Broncos some trouble, uh, but maybe Peyton can overcome those things. But I, I think, I guess the theme here I'm getting at is I think defense is definitely going to decide this game. I don't think it's going to be a shootout as many have kind of predicted thus far it might be maybe a lower scoring game i'd love to see a shootout you know i love a shootout um but <laughs> no but, field goals but both <laughs> defenses are yeah no field goals i don't want any of those um but i think it's going to come down to defense i think keekley's the, the heart of that d uh i think he's gonna hopefully step up i don't know i like to see him play he's a hard hard hitter and you know fun to watch but we'll see i did not know as i'm looking through their roster here uh Cortland finnegan is on the panthers yeah, I don't think I up. Hate, that was like a literally like I don't think I hate their bye week more. of playoff pickup or like week seventeen they picked him up. I just like him so strongly ever since yeah. that whole fight with Andre Johnson where he yeah, thought he actually he could go a starter. Andre like I said, he's going to be covering uh, Emmanuel Sanders probably in the slot most likely. I wouldn't be angry if he just fell into a <laughs> hole, a sinkhole of the field. <laughs> Go ahead for your. I know you don't want to probably pick somebody, but um, no, that's I'm I'm cool with it. Um, <laughs> I'm going since I'm I'm pretty confident in the Broncos' run defense. That defensive line and the the linebackers have been awesome against the the run all <coughs> season. Um, I'm confident in that matchup. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put for the Panthers. Um, their key players as combined their receiving core. Uh, uh, they're going to be challenged. Cam will make throws, but can these receivers beat the Broncos' corners? Is what I'm how I'm looking at it. Um, okay. If the Panthers were going to want to, if they're going to score points, um, I think it's going to have to be through Ted Ginn. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Funches and Greg Olson. I'll include him in the receiving core. Um, yeah. But it'll be through those guys, so they'll they'll have to beat the Denver secondary to be, to do it. Ted Ginn is yeah. thirty right now. Wow, he's been in the league a long time. Wow. Yeah, I remember watching him at Ohio State. He's yeah. been in a I few remember playoffs. Him not... and his tiny little punter face mask with his visor. Yeah, to give you an idea, he State. was in the playoffs with Miami about seven years ago, mm. eight years ago. Jeez, Miami take. made the playoffs. Yeah, that's way back when, back in the um, old days. Uh, I think, I think uh, Marino was still playing. Yeah, seriously. Um, but uh, another any sort of little recap 
for the uh, Super Bowl. I think this is the the I know the conference championships were the first time in like was it NFL history that uh, four number one draft picks played first. Really? Or played? Were playing? I did yeah. not know that. Cam Carson, Peyton, and uh, who? Carson Palmer. Is that actually one of them? Yeah. Oh dear Tom, God. Tom was the number one pick. No, was it not number one? Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was the first time ever that it was one and two playing. I don't know. It was okay. a a stat like that. But um, so that's crazy. But um, it. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't. Now, at first, I told Tim Chad before you joined the call that I was a little nervous that it has the remedies for being the last time the Browns were in the Super Bowl. But now that we discussed it more in depth with the matchups and who's going against who and all that, I I feel a little more confident now in the Broncos' defense because they definitely do have the advantage on the pass game. Yeah. Uh, on defensively, that is, and and their run defense. I think their run defense is wasn't were they number one. Uh, they were. Th- I think they were three against the run this season. Um, so they have a that's that's good. And then I guess another final thing would be that their scheme just needs to come down to how well they can contain Cam. Yeah, and the plays that they're going to force him to do. So it's it's gonna. It, I think, like you said, Tim. I think it is going to be a defensive battle. I think that yeah, it's not going to be a shootout. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think we're going to see a lot of. Drive stalling out a lot of punts, um, so that's that. So I don't know. Do you guys, Tim? At least Tim and I. I know Trev. What he's going to do? Do we want to move on to our picks, our picks here? Yeah. You know what? Right. I'll. I'm going to run through this real quick. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I think I switched when I saw that Cortland Finnegan plays for the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Broncos. Um, I think that they're going to pull it out. I think that Mister Fivehead Peyton Manning is going <laughs> to be able to do it. Um. I, I just think that it's a lot different than the last time they were in the Super Bowl. And I, I don't know if I want to say that he's they're going to play the safer and more conservative game and the Panthers with Cam being so young. and He's got such an ego that I think it's going to screw him in the end. And I don't think this game he's going to be able to get away on just pure skill. And, I mean, I know we have, he has a lot of it, but Denver's defense is experienced. Von Miller is extremely healthy this year, and... I I just don't I don't see it in the end coming down to the Panthers pulling this one out th- through every aspect of the game. I, I'm going to go with the Broncos. Any scoreline? Are you just are you just going? No, because I've been so off with my scorelines. I you know. All right, I'm <laughs> I I'm going with Tim. I'm going to go with the Broncos for a few th- reasons. I think that, like I said, they have the favorable matchup for. Uh, on defense, I think that they have the speed and the players to cover the receivers in the run game to stop Jonathan Stewart. Um, it's just going to come down to whether or not Peyton and that offense can move the ball. Yeah. Um, I think what makes this so much different from last time they were in the Super Bowl was that the hype isn't around them. Yeah. The hype isn't around Peyton's touchdown passes and how many passes he's thrown mm-hmm. and how many uh, – interceptions he doesn't have or any of that i think all the hype is around the panthers yeah um trev like you said even even with uh even like these little mind games with the broncos picking their white jerseys and their whole oh and four and orange and the panthers love picking white um so i think that they i don't think they're gonna be favored no 
I think that they're no, probably going to be. No, they're not. It's actually Carolina by four and a half. So that's that's interesting. I would take that spread. I know, like I said, I'm taking the Broncos. Yeah, or I would. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think that it's going to be a close game, defensive battle. But I think that it's going to come down to whether or not Cam can really show that he is MVP caliber. And I think the awards are actually this weekend. Are they this weekend with the Pro Bowl on Saturday? Ah, eh, maybe. It's a good question. I don't know. So I think they are. I think that'll get announced. I think we'll be announced MVP, and I think that at the end of the day, they're going to be too cocky. They're going to be that ahead might, of themselves. That might go to his head a little bit. And I think that the Broncos finally Peyton can go off on his high horse and uh, <laughs> get it because he's from Denver. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> and I think that he's going to be able to retire as Super Bowl champion. So yeah, let's hope. Let's uh, we'll wrap this one up, boys. Uh, we're not going to talk. I don't get to talk at all. I forgot that you even hadn't talked yet. Go ahead. No, I guess I'll, I'll just wait. I mean, well, I was going to guess who you picked. Yeah, I know you're you're a longtime <laughs> no, Panthers I, fan. You uh, bleed blue and black. <laughs> I have two things um, that I'm using as reasoning for my pick. Uh, oh, sure. The first is that in 19, 19 times the number one offense in the league has made the Super Bowl. In those nineteen times, the record is ten and nine. When the number one defense makes the Super Bowl, which was eleven times, they're nine and two. Ooh. My second reasoning is, <laughs> from experience as a Broncos fan, and from experience, unfortunately, watching the Broncos lose, um, when legends are ending their career, their team will play as hard as they can for them. Exhibit A, John Elway, Hmm. Broncos fan. Exhibit B, Broncos (laughs) fan again, Ray Lewis in the Ravens Super Bowl win a couple years ago. It's a good reference. No one picked the Ravens to go into Denver and beat them. No one picked them to go into New England in the AFC Championship game and beat them. Mm -hmm. And then they were in the Super Bowl against the Niners. Yeah. And they won. Mm -hmm. The Denver Broncos, Super Bowl champions, 2016. Go Broncos! Bold calls, Trev. Nice. That's got a. I like. I like the. I. I like the ring to that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Uh, real quick, uh, Tim. Before we sign us off, sure. um, football talk. We mentioned the Pro Bowl. Um, nope. Since Carolina, I mean, we didn't mention. I mentioned the weekend. Yeah. Uh, since Carolina Panthers made it, we had a bunch of replacements, and the Denver Broncos made it. Uh, start with Denver quick. So their selections were Chris Harris, Von Miller, Talib, and Demarcus Ware. Ooh. Uh, they were all replaced, uh, Vontae David, Julius Peppers, Brett Grimes, and Levante David. And then the Carolina Panthers, uh, you know, they had a bunch of guys. Notable, I'll name the notables, Keekley, Newton, Norman, uh, Greg Olson. Um, they're in, like, Jonathan Stewart. Uh, they're replaced by Derek Johnson, Tyrod Taylor. Nice. Uh, Desmond Trufant, represent. Uh, Greg Olson. And then uh, Latavius Murray replaces Jonathan Stewart. Then I will throw in there that Mike Tolbert gets replaced by Patrick DeMarco Woo. out of the Falcons. So that's another little uh, thing that they have that many Pro Bowlers this year. Oh, that's a nice pity invite for him. <laughs> <laughs> they should have been invited to begin with, but just because they were the best team in the league, they got 10, pe- oh, uh, 10 people. Uh. So that's that. That's this weekend along with the NHL All-Star game. We didn't talk much about the NHL because we cursed ourselves last week. And um, the Flyers went So away. I'm not even going to mention it. 
I'm just, or right. maybe we should because we mentioned it last the time. Flyers the Flyers went 0-3. Man, they stink. Woo. Yeah, they're really uh, bad. I hope they keep losing. Yeah. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get around to that our next show. Um, next show, everybody's taking a break this weekend. NHL, NFL, mm-hmm. All-Star break, All-Star weekends. Um, so with that being said, next week we're going to take ourselves a little break, yeah. gather our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, final episode going to be the week after the Super Bowl. Um I think we're gonna have a couple appearances from people. Yeah, Not we appearances, might have some, but a couple some guests. Some guests on. Big season finale. Uh, try something. Try something new. Yeah, season finale. We're, final episode, episode ten. Big plans for the season finale. Yeah. So we will be bringing you that. Um, yeah, Tim, you can. Uh, hold on, my my beer is almost empty here. I gotta. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. It looks like you finished all of that beer. Definitely. Nope. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we will be back in two weeks. Um, got a few more things we'll talk about on that show um, to wrap up some things we might be doing in the summertime and uh, I mean closer than that too but uh, we won't be going away completely some of us might we might have some more people on the you know you don't know but we'll we'll give you all the details through links and and everything else um, but I'm done my beer Trev you've like done your beer I've done my <laughs> beer I've, I've, I did one alcohol tonight um <clears throat> I think uh, it's goodbye for me, guys. Trev? I'm all empty. I'll see you guys. Right? I am sucking air. I am dry. So thanks for coming out.